it was just the greatest, you know, besides the whatever Jordan getting his sneakers banned. Mm-hmm. It was just like the greatest marketing yeah, dude. Um, revelation of all time. Like Phil Knight is a, is a gangster for that. Like, yeah. Yeah, dude, and, like think about it. Like even like your rivals. Tinker Hatfield, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's the one who pushed for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But even like your rivals are doing like, uh, you know, pump up and air out. Like, you know what I mean? That's how big of a deal it was. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sneaker Enthusiast Podcast, where my brother and I sit down every week and geek out over all things related to sneakers. My name is Brian. I'm Nacho. And thank you so much for listening to the show. How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Today's 4th of July, and uh, we had to get it in because I'm about to leave town. So I pulled my brother in to, uh, to record uh, this podcast. This is our, our first ever podcast. It's our first ever video podcast. We've been doing podcasting oh, for a yeah, minute. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. So I know it kind of feels weird, like, talking to you, like, directly across and things like that, you know? <laughs> it is a little weird, but... But, but I like it, you know what I mean? It's a step up, right? It's a step up. You know, it's an upgrade, and and, and this is something that I've always wanted to do, so um, I'm excited to, to be able to finally do a video podcast. But today uh, is episode number one. This is episode number one, our very first episode. And since it's our first episode, I figured it would be fitting to do the sneaker that made you a sneakerhead. So the first whiff of the culture that got you hooked, um, the very first one, because this is our first first podcast, I thought that would be a great topic. And a ton of you guys wrote in with your stories. We got over 76 comments on this week's topic, which is insane. That is a lot. It is a lot. Um, And I'm excited to get into it. But before we get into that, it's time for our very first edition of our Notorious Intro. No, 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 notorious. And since this is our very first episode, let me warn you guys right now that the Notorious Intro is going to be a little long, but it's a lot of fun. We're going to talk sneakers, and we're going to shoot the shit with my brother, and I recommend you don't skip it because it's kind of like the appetizer before the main meal. I like that. The, I like the way that sounds. The salsa before, the, the salsa and tortilla chips before the plato de carne asada. Yeah, the buffalo wings before the pizza. I like that. I like that too. The buffalo wings before the pizza, which we're about to have. Blue cheese or ranch? Ranch, bro. <laughs> blue cheese, dog. You're a blue cheese guy? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was a ranch dude, but now I'm a blue cheese dude. The older I get, the more I'm... The more... Yeah, yeah, The yeah, more I'm yeah. like, yo, give me the blue cheese. Let me try the blue yeah, cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to switch it up, you know what I mean? It has to be quality, though. Oh, Mando. Can't be bottled. Nah, nah, nah. Um, but if you'd like to skip to the main topic of today's episode, you can check out the timestamps in the show notes. We just have to get these plugs out the way. So we have a Patreon, and for as little as two bucks a month, you get access to our Sneaker Enthusiast Facebook group, where my brother Nacho and myself and 5,000 other group members post about sneakers on the daily. Uh, Right now, we're going to be doing a huge sneaker battle tournament in there with the playoff-style brackets and trophies and everything. It's going to be really dope. Uh, We also do monthly group member spotlights, where we go live with a member from the group and let them share their sneaker collection with us. It's a lot of fun. It's been kind of a hit in the... Are you enjoying it in the group? Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. You know what I mean? I like the fact that we can showcase yeah. one of our members in there, you know what I mean? And, and, and get, like, everyone's perspective, you know, because everybody has different tastes, yeah. especially when it comes to sneakers. Yeah, it's really fun. And one of the categories is the sneaker that made you a sneakerhead. That's the, the, one, we, the one we open up with. So if you want to show the sneaker that made you a sneakerhead, um, you know, we can highlight you as a group member, but you got to be in the group. 
and you do that by joining the Patreon. Um, but it's a great way to support the show, and it also gives you the ability to submit comments, questions, and participate in Where One Remake One Erase One, which is a segment we're going to do here real soon. And signing up for the Patreon also allows you to hear us butcher your name like we're about to do to these people. Yeah. A huge thank you to our most recent patrons, Mark Mack, E.B. Twee, William Andrew Coggins, Brian Sanchez, Dennis Chaco. I think I'm saying that right. Dennis Chaco. Daniel Piliapil. Piliapil. It's Sirens. Darian Andre Rawls, Robert Brown, Tony Ray Jr., and John Guz de Guzman, who's been with us since day one. Yes, he has. Welcome to the Sneaker Enthusiast family, www.patreon.com slash finds if you're interested in joining. And we promise we will rehearse those names before we say them again. Nah. We, nah. Now we're going off the couple. Next time I'm going to make, make you read them next time. I feel bad for him already. <laughs> That's why I'm doing the bulk of the, the talking right now, guys, because my brother, what? you, know, you got to be the guy who's unprepared who shows up and I got to be the prepared guy. Oh, okay. okay, okay. That's just how our personalities work. Yeah, that's true. Um, but that's enough of, of us selling our souls. Let's sell some of your souls. It is our opening segment here on the show. We'll read a few comments, questions from our group members, usually sneaker-related, but not always. And we call this segment Soul Swap. Your soul is mine. And our first Soul Swap this week comes in from Andy Coleman over in the UK. He asks, what was a new design silhouette that released and failed that you think should have received more appreciation? A new silhouette design, huh? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, if we're going on a tech or are we going on a style type aspect or both? It could be both. It could be whatever. Just like a silhouette that you were like, damn, this is going to change the game or this is something that I, I really vibe with and mm-hmm. and it just failed. Um, I'm going to say the, I'm going to say the Vapor Max, honestly. I mean, the I know Vapor it kind of took out. I know it kind of took off, but um, it just... It doesn't look right on a lot of shoes, you know. It was one of those things where, like, I felt like they just—it yeah. was—it—it—it it was almost like um, it was supposed to be different from Air Max. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Because it has the pods and stuff like that, and people were like, "Whoa, this is supposed to be right." And in all honesty, it really isn't that different. Yeah. Like, you know, so I feel like it's—it was more of a gimmick to rival the Adidas Ultra Boost because mm-hmm. those, those those were the few years where you know. The, the Adidas was, was killing Nike yeah. as far as like in the innovation of comfort and all yeah. that other stuff. Especially in the U.S. Yeah. So to me, it's it's and then they put them on like everything, every Air Max, like, you know, retro that they had. They were like, well, let's just put in the, the Vapor Max sole on there. And I don't know. I just yeah. you, do you really see people wearing? I mean, you see like casual folks wearing them, yeah. I guess. But like, is it someone who's an actual sneaker head or a sneaker, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what I mean, or, or into sneakers? Mm-hmm. rocking the vapor max like casually out here yeah it wasn't really it was kind of like a i wouldn't say it's a commercial failure or anything but it was supposed to be like like the peak yeah of air yeah that's what i'm saying like it was yeah. like it was like how do we take air to the next level mm-hmm. and that was supposed to be it that was it yeah you know and it's like i understand that like you know they already came out with an air max 360 yeah so it's like how much can you really do with air but yeah with like the way it sounded was amazing and cool when it was like mm-hmm. whoa like these guys have had air in their shoes for you know, ages, and then they come out with this, and and to me it was a little lackluster. Yeah. And then there's like complete bombs too, like the Reebok Zigtech or whatever. You know. Yeah. Like those, like completely like failed. I thought it was a pretty cool concept. <laughs> you know what I mean? They had like John Wall. You remember the Adidas uh, Micro Bounce, like the Grasshopper looking outsole? You know what I'm talking about? It kind of looks like almost like roller skates. It's a really weird. You no, know, it's called a Micro Bounce. 
Adidas oh, Microbounce. You, uh, the Microblade ones? Yeah, Microblade. My bad. Yeah. That technology was a little mm. bit of a trip, right? Yeah. Th- like I said, like things like that, those just, I'm not really going to hate on that one too much mm-hmm. because that one was a little bit more performance based. Right. You know what I mean? So it allegedly was supposed to give you like a little spring, almost like it, because it looked like a springboard, but right. like to wear those casually, Mm-mm. nah, it just wasn't, it, yeah. it wasn't it. But like the Vapor Max, you know what I mean? Like there's tons of other nike running options minus the the, the vapor max so right. I, to me and they try to push it as a lifestyle they never did that thing with the spring blade you know what i mean it just did, or 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 i don't even know if we're even saying the yeah. name right we'll get it right i'll put it in the edit somehow. yeah but yeah shout out to andy for writing in i'm personally i'm a fan of the vapor max uh, but appreciate you writing in andy uh for our next uh soul selling person we got william hawkman senior who uh, he's kind of hating this week. He says, why does David have baby teeth in a grown-ass man's body? Oh, man. Well, you know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, it's believe it or not, it's it's one of the very few. I'm a, I'm a pretty confident dude. You know what I mean? Like, I feel handsome, you know, even with my bad teeth. But uh, as a young child, I was uh, very afraid of the dentist. And, uh, Same. And, uh, yeah, man, it's just the, 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 the dental hygiene didn't kick in until later on in life. Yep. And... Uh, let me yeah. tell you, uh, it's it's one of my biggest regrets. But if that if this podcast takes off, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> maybe your boy could be out here just shining with veneers, you know? Veneers? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do a big. We're gonna take you to TJ. Ooh, but I need that big grill, like the Johnny Dang grill. You know, we just you know. <laughs> Thanks, Big Will, for uh, for contributing. Uh, we got next up. We got Krista Shingler. I hope I'm saying your name right, dude. Christopher Shingler. He writes in and asks. What's the deal with Converse never doing a retro of the Triple Double or the MX Trillin? Uh, Thrillin? Was there a fallout with Magic Johnson? I've been dreaming of those kicks for decades. Um, have you have you ever seen this, this silhouette? I have. Yeah, so it kind of looks like a... Um, it almost looks like a Jordan, Yeah, in a way. It's kind of almost like a ripoff. Kind of. Right? It, it, it reminds me of the weapon, you mean? Yes. Yeah, it reminds me of the weapon. You know, it's it's it has that style, that aesthetic of the time. Eighties, yeah, yeah, of the time of the eighties basketball shoe. Um, but I think the reason why they never happened or anything like that is just because ever since Nike bought them out, man, they 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 put them or treat them like a like a redheaded stepchild. Right. You know, what I mean, they do bring out some retros here and there, but for the most part, all they do is really just make their money off the Chuck Taylor, the you right. know the Converse All Star, and they have different variations of that from putting on the lunar on soul in them and everything like that you, or the wh- 79s when did, when did they buy converse do you know i don't like remember. in 2000s or something? yeah i don't remember because you think, know converse i, I don't even know I, they were like i think they were still independent when they had d wade and believe it or not the d wades the the converse d wades those were actually really nice i've never seen them you know what i mean they look pretty cool they yeah. look pretty cool uh they kind of remind me of the antoine walker adidas um in a sense but they were cool. It was a cool, like, you know, it, it was uh, it was cool at the time and things like that. But like I said, you know, I don't know. Converse doesn't really retro a whole lot of their, yeah. their like, 80s and 90s. They retro, like, their early, early models, like the pro leather mm-hmm. and things like that. But as far as, like, the cool ones, and I think they retro, like, the, the um, what was it? Like, it has, like, the... They need to retro the Dennis Rodman ones. Those are pretty dope. Those are dope. Yeah. Those are dope. No, I... And then maybe they just don't want to pay royalties. Yeah, you know, that's that's probably what it is. Yeah. And then in the 80s, my theory was, and I don't know, like, I wasn't in the, I wasn't even around in the 80s. I was born in 1990. But, you know, Nike didn't own Converse back then. So there's a possibility that they could have, like, 
apprehended Converse. Yeah. Because it looks so much like a Jordan. Yeah. I forget if it's the triple double or the MX uh, Thrillin, but one of those two looks really similar to like, I think a Jordan three. And so maybe, you know, they got apprehended because, you know, that, that it was a war back then, like between yeah. the shoe companies and they used to do stuff like that. So, I mean, who knows now that Converse owns um, Nike, maybe in the future we'll see a retro. Also, um, I, I hear that like, some you know especially companies that go through buyouts and stuff like that like they lose their archive mm-hmm. like it's wild like um i always um i always heard that like um you know because if you look at like the original like fila mm-hmm. when we're gonna go into fila like the grant hill and stuff like that mm-hmm. they had a really hard time they had to remake that shoe just from the sketches i think the retro ones because they didn't have like one in the vault to look at and to mm-hmm. be like oh this is what it is and you know companies with a lot of staying power such as like adidas and nike and even reebok that have them large yeah, they have huge, a whole department yeah you know I, archiving yeah, yeah yeah so i think those guys are able to go into the vault and be like oh we can make this now yeah but you know i don't know i don't know if maybe you know converse during you know lost all that during the acquisitions could have whatever yeah, yeah. So. i could see that i could see something like that happening because they didn't have the they didn't know that retro was going to be cool you yeah know? yeah nobody did yeah but shout out to uh, to Christopher for writing in, um, our our buddy Q, one of the admins in the group who loves to abuse his power. Yeah, has a question. He says, Brian, your voice is so soothing. Have you ever thought about reading children's audiobooks? I have actually. I have thought about doing this. Really? Yeah. Because I do think I get so many comments about people telling me that my voice is so soothing. Yeah, man, you got the voice like you. you... And I and I'm not doing anything different to my voice. This is just how I've always talked. And uh, most people have always told me that I sound like real deadpan and, and like bored. Yeah. Depressed or even. I've even had people tell me like, oh, oh yeah. In the comments of our videos. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, yeah. we have a, a YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Called Notch Average Finds, which is we've we've done pretty well with. You should check it out. Just in case you're watching this and you haven't seen our videos. Yeah. But, if you're like just stumbled upon us and went down a rabbit hole. Yeah. But anyways, I've always. Um, yeah, I always get that. So I have actually thought about. Like doing just not more, not children's books, but more like cartoons, like kids' cartoons. But yeah, just to answer your question, Q, um, our next uh, write in for Soul Swap is Michael Taylor. He says, here's a hard one. Pause. Do you think the, pre- the predicted recession will cause resale sneaker prices to drop? Um, yes and no. I think it, I, I think they will. In all honesty, here's here's my theory, okay? okay and here's, here's here's just my off the wall, you know what I mean? That's why we got you on here. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> my theory is, you know, sneakers and sneaker collecting is a young man's game, all right? Okay? And most of these kids, they still live at home, and they're <laughs> making a lot of money now. For you their know what age, I mean? yeah. Like, for their age. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even like, like in our state, in California, the minimum wage is like 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Imagine that. And you get to take home the whole thing and your mommy and daddy are still paying for the lights in your house, you know? So they have like a lot of spending cash. Right. That's if they don't like contribute or help out and stuff like right. that. You know what I mean? But I, I don't know. It's just, it's, I, I feel like, like it won't, it won't really affect it. You, you think, yeah, I, you know what? I think if. The government goes the way of like, because here in California, where we are, apparently, if you're a car registered owner, they're going to send you 800 bucks um, sometime in October or something like that. If the government keeps doing things like that, I think sneakers are still going to, they're going to keep going because people are just, you know, people were going to be like, oh, I have an extra 800 bucks and they're going to spend their money on. I mean, I spent a lot of my money, my stimulus money on sneakers. I'm not going to lie. 
But I think the more money they pump into the system like that, the more people will buy things like sneakers, not as like an alternative asset, but just because, you know, they have money all of a sudden, free money that was printed or whatever. So I don't know. And it also, you know, um, will they drop if, uh, like I said, if that happens, no, but if the recession happens, I think they will. I think, um, I think that's the first thing, like, if you really had to, would you sell some of your sneakers or some of your vintage hats? No. To pay the rent? I mean, yeah, probably. If mm-hmm. I had, if it was really yeah. that bad, I, I guess. Bad, like, yeah. those are like my, I guess that would be an asset that mm-hmm. can go, you know. But that would for be the, like the first one to go. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, you I'm know, for sure the mo- your wife would be like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not married yet, but you know what I mean? Your girl. Yeah. You should be married. You've I, been with her for like 20 years. So. 11. But yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to marry you one day. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, she doesn't uh, watch this at all. Uh, <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, man, it's it's like I don't know. It just it's a uh, you know, sneakers will be popular. Like now, every it's so fluid. Like because mm-hmm. there's so many releases now, like a ton, and so there being so many releases, like sometimes things can either go up or things can either go down. The majority right. of the time, it goes up. Yeah, but then like if you wait a few months, there's some sleepers. But like there's always like a little window of opportunity right. before the price goes back up. Like right now, right? A sneaker that I'm looking at, right? Uh-huh. And I know that it's on sale because, you know, I buy everything on sale. And, and you know, uh, is going to be the Nike Air structure. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's going to be cheap. All right. Yeah, yeah. And they're on sale, right? Yeah. But eventually, let's say two, three years from now. They're going to be coveted. They're going to be coveted. Because well, yeah, people are going to be like, oh, you need to retro yeah. those. Yeah. And that they is did. the whole point of keeping things on ice, you know? Right. But I'm like... Like I said, certain things mm. have waves up and down. You know, I mean, the yeah. price of of uh, you know, what I mean, like you're, we're gonna get the Chicago, you know, the, oh my the, God. the Chicago one, right? I need that. Yeah, and it it's nice. I even I want it. You know, mm-hmm. even I want it. But I think it'll bring down the price of the previous one. Like, of course, you know, for a yeah. little bit, and, and then, then it'll go back yeah, up, and, and then the true swing. It's just like yeah. So that's just the way. It well, goes. there'll still be market dynamics, and we'll see what happens. But appreciate you, Michael, for writing in. And uh, before we move on, it is Big Nacho's letter time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. The mail's here. Come on. Originally, I was going to have you read the letter, but since you're all the way over there, I'm just going to read the letter. So you, this is they're writing into you, bro. Man. So you're like right now, you're like Mr. Ro- you're like the the sneakers, Mr. Rogers. Nice. So somebody wrote wrote into you. His name is um, Joshua R. Lumbreas. He mm. writes in and asks. Does Adidas have the right to make its own Yeezy variant, i.e. the Oziella, the Invader Straps, and the Addy FOM or Addy Fom or whatever it's called? I don't know if you saw that that slide that um that Adidas is coming out with that and Yeezy made like he threw or Kanye threw a fit about it. Um, I don't think he's throwing a fit about it. I think he has a point. Um, but I mean, it's all business. You know how that works. But what what do you think? Do you think uh do you think they have the right to be doing that or? Like, they're really, like, taking all his, like, at, when we were at Marshall's yesterday, I saw some Adidas there that looked like um, some Wave Runners. Like, it had the same toe box and everything. And um, it, they're really just milking Kanye's, like, this is this is, this is is Kanye's thing, you know? So I do, personally, before you answer it, let me just say I do feel kind of like, uh, I kind of have to side with Kanye on this. Yeah? Yeah. All right. So I believe... That, you know, Kanye's sneakers, like, you know, what I mean, the Yeezy line is extremely expensive. Right? That's true. Yes. And that's even with resale. Yep. You know what I mean? And 
I believe that a watered down or like, you know, everything has tears. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like everybody deserves an opportunity to wear something within that style. Okay. You know, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. So I have no like I like I don't feel bad. You know what I mean? Kanye ain't missing no money. You know yeah, what I mean? He's a billionaire, yeah. Like he, he got a hefty contract. But I feel that Adidas can put out whatever they feel like. You know what I mean? Like you're under contract with them. They're really the ones that hold the juice. You know what I mean? You're using their distribution and their infrastructure. Yeah. And their men and their design team. Mm-hmm. You know, to design the products that are yours. And don't get me wrong, like there is a huge influence because the Kanye effect is huge. Right. You know, the, the Kanye effect is huge. But I don't I don't see a problem with it. You know what I mean? And some stuff even looks even better than the stuff that's out. Like, you know, and it's different. Right. You know, like I I, I yeah, don't I, those those the, I mean, they look like the uh the the foam runners, kind yeah. of. Kind of, but they have like a better shape and they have laces. Right. You saw those? Yeah. I, I don't know what they're called. I think that might be the ADFOM or yeah. Forgive me, I don't know the names of them, but I think, I think those, I I want those. Yeah, they look cool, they right? They look cool. Yeah, they like kind of go more with the shape of your foot. They're only like Squidward's feet. Yes. Which, but it is like deliberately like riffing on what Kanye started. Like that's a, yeah. But he still, you know what? In, in the end, I think he'll still get the credit. Yeah. You know, for changing the culture and all that stuff and being the game changer, but. It is kind of, for I think for Adidas it is kind of like um, risky for them to be doing this because Kanye can't walk. Mm-hmm. He could go to Nike and be like, "Yo, yeah," but Nike like, did the same thing. If you remember yeah. the Victor Cruz, you know, what right, I mean? the, yeah. the Victor Cruz looked just like the Yeezy. That's true. Yeah. You know, so it's like everybody kind of does the same thing. You know, what I mean, I think it was just one of you know Kanye's spaz moments. You know, what I mean, the dude obviously has. I don't know. I but I, I at first it was that, but then I saw like some of the other things that are going to be coming out in this yeah. collection and I'm or coming up with for adidas and i'm like yeah damn yeah, like, that's just i mean it's just the style and like i said they're gonna they're they're getting their money's worth out of whatever's popular at the time you know yeah thank you joshua for writing in and thank you to everyone who wrote in it's time to switch things up a little bit and we're gonna do our beloved segment that we do here or we've been doing on our podcast this is our first time doing it in video form it is called wear one remake one erase one So the rules are simple. Each week, I'll post a graphic in the Facebook group with three sneakers. One of those three sneakers you have to wear. One you have to remake and say what you would change about the sneaker. You have to do that because if you don't, then I won't. we won't read your comment on here. And then finally, the last one you have to erase forever, meaning it's gone from the universe, wiped off the planet. Gone. Gone, dog. So um, forever. This week, we're doing the New Balance ALD650R. Uh, the high top joints, yeah. the Puma Lamello Ball uh, 1.0, the Rick and Morty joints with the uh, multicolored, um, yeah. the left and right sneaker different colors, and then the Union LA Air Jordan 2 collapse with the with the perforated holes in there. Um, you know which ones I'm talking about? Yeah. Our first write-in comes in from uh, Kevin Ochoa. Um, shout out to Kevin. Um, he interviewed me for one of his <laughs> university school projects or something like that, and I got to like link up with him. It was kind of oh, yeah? cool. What, what university? I think somewhere in like Tennessee or something. Oh. Sorry, Kevin, if you're watching, I, I forgot. Um, but it was cool. Like we got to bond a little bit. But oh, that's cool. He said. Uh, he said the the new. Ba- so he would wear the New Balance 650R. He says amazing looking 80s basketball silhouette, quality leather and terra lining, one of the most comfortable and attractive shoes of all time. He said he would remake the Puma Mellow One Rick and Morty. Love the neon colors, but don't love the mismatch colors. Would love both green and red on both shoes or pairs of both shoes instead of one each. 
I also could go without the feather pattern around the top of the ankle or the Chinese finger trap pattern at the bottom. And he says he would erase the Jordan 2 Union. Sorry, but I can't stand luxury sneakers. So this was an easy choice. Too pricey, too hard to acquire, too gaudy, and usually sacrifices comfort and function uh, for, for luxury's sake. So he's he's erasing the Jordan 2, the Union Jordan 2. He's remaking the Lamella Ball Puma. And then he's going to wear the, the New Balance 650R. What's your, what's your take on that? What do you think about my man's tastes? Yeah, I mean he's pretty, he's pretty there on on par with what I would say. You know, I mean right. you already know I'm a big New Balance guy. Right. I'm a New Balance guy, but believe it or not, there is a a, a twist there. I actually like the Union, the Jordan Twos, because I am a Jordan Two fan. Yeah. And uh, some of those colorways look really nice. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and and then the materials and stuff like that, because I actually seen them in, in in person. You know. Yeah. And and they look really nice. They do. Yeah. I was like, they look primo. But this always happens with the Jordan too. You notice that, like, you yeah. get like the uh, the images mm-hmm. or sometimes the mock-ups, and we're like, ah, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. And then like <laughs> somehow like the hype seeps in, or I don't know yeah. what it is. We see them in person, and we're like, ooh, what I like about kind of nice. What I like about the Jordan too, yeah, is the fact that it was made to be a luxury basketball sneaker, mm-hmm. and they're actually doing luxury. You know what I mean? With the whole Italian leather, right, right. and all that other stuff. Yeah. So I like the the I like what they did with it. You know the the six fifty the six fifty R that's a, it's pretty much the five fifty just in a high right right you know what I mean exactly and then, and, and, then yeah. and then they're gonna put a vintage sole on it and it just looks nice and mm-hmm. it, it it's perfect for what's what's hot right now at the moment you know right. what I mean as far as trends you know with the whole eighties basketball theme so that one is is totally wearable right but if I could keep one it would be the Jordan two obviously I'm old. Rick and Morty, I've only seen it like as I'm surfing through the channels. Right. I know I've it's huge. It. Yeah. I know it's huge and all that other stuff, but I don't know anything about it. And uh, I'm not a huge fan of modern sneakers. Right. You know, I'm I'm not. Like I haven't I have there hasn't been a uh, I think the the last modern sneaker that I could say I really, really liked is gonna be the Nike Racer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know what I mean? And, and and I haven't seen that that was years ago, you know. What right, mean? right, right. Yeah. The mo- the the neon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the flyknit racer. Fly-knit you know? racers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love the Volt. I love the Volt colorway. Um, but yeah, shout out to to Kevin for writing for writing in. I'll talk more about uh, you know what I would wear, change, and re- erase later on in the segment. Um, next, we got our our the probably the biggest Puma head I know. The homie, uh, his well, his name is Tony, I believe. He calls himself Arlo Tone. He says, "Wear the neon Puma." I mean, it's all about being a peacock in the game. All right, so he he's trying to peacock with his colorful yeah, sneakers course. he's going to remake the new balance uh maybe into a pre-half cab or by taking a knife to them and chopping the top off so i guess for him they're a little too high and i kind of agree with that for me the, the uh the um the 650 is just a little too high for me it's a little too much of a high top like yeah i think i don't know i think i might have short legs i don't know I, like a lot of people tell me i have like broad shoulders and stuff i'm not really aware of like what i look like or broad sh- like when i read books and stuff and people get described and stuff, I'm like, I don't know. But I think I might have short legs. I don't know. But I feel like I don't look good in high tops. Yeah. So I wouldn't wear them. And then he said he would erase the Jordan 2. Um, he says it's shocking that people even like these now. <laughs> yeah. well, like I said. Did we buy into the hype? Do you think 10 years from now we're going to be like, damn. No, I don't think why. so. I don't think yeah. so because, I, like I said, I've always really liked the Jordan right. 2. And I like the Jordan 2 because it looks a lot like an Air Force 1. Yeah. You know, I'm a big Air Force 1 guy. Um, you know, what I mean, he is right a little bit right about the the 650R. You know, what I mean, it is a little high. It is a little too but high. But I mean, like that's what you have the 550 for. 
Mm-hmm. So I mean, it serves its purpose in a sense. Yeah, and uh, you know, what I mean, it's it's like there's like this weird thing about high top sneakers that I feel like if they're high top, they're automatically luxury, like mm-hmm. a luxury. They, it implies luxury now, right? Because I think because of what happened with Supra, like do you remember that shoe that they had? I forget which one it was. The Tunchies. The no, there were the little Wayne ones. These are schmuskas. Yeah. I, I forget what they were called, but they, you know, they were really high. Right. They just kept getting higher and higher. Mm-hmm. They got crazy. And then yeah, Little Wayne would wear them like, yeah. they're like triple high tops. And it kind of got like associated, like those Ricardo um, T-shirts T-shirts that you have, they're like yeah. super high. Like, mm-hmm. I don't for whatever reason, high top means luxury. So I think with I'm Leon Dor and that, that model, I feel like kind of implies luxury. So I could see, you know, why they went with the, that. Like, it's more on brand for I'm Leon Dor to do a high top. Right. As opposed to like a, I just a think it looks cap. like a retro basketball. Looks like a retro. Okay, I can agree with that too. Um, but shout out to to Arlo Tone for writing in. Next up, we have Michael Taylor. He says he would wear the New Balance um, sixty six fifty R, just a classic sneaker. He said he would remake the Union LA Air Jordan two, but in a in an OG Chicago colorway, which I think would be super fire. Like with the same like perforated holes, I think that would be sweet. And then he would says he would erase forever. The Puma Mellow Ball 1.0 Rick and Morty collab because it's Puma. So let's talk about that shoe for a second. So that's the first um, model for Lamelo Ball. If you guys don't know, Lamelo Ball is the uh, yeah he's the starting point guard for the Charlotte Hornets. He's kind of like a he's 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 the he's the ball that made it. He's the ball that made it. Yeah, <laughs> his brother he's good, but he's not that good. Right, right, right. And um, I mean I don't want to say he's not that good. I mean he's an NBA player. Yeah, he's great. He plays for the Bulls, but. Lamelo Ball is—he's special. Like he, you got to keep your eyes on this guy. He might be one of the greatest, you know, point guards to do it. Um, but we're not—we're not doing basketball takes. I—I I like that sneaker a lot, dude. A lot. Like I want a pair. Like when we remember when we went to um, yeah. Foot Locker and I was looking at it, and like they did like a Galaxy version of it. Right? I don't know the exact name of the colorway. It looks like a Galaxy. It's got like a lime green, a a, a volt green outsole. It's got like a galaxy looking upper and it's a little purplish, but I love that silhouette. I don't know what it is about that silhouette. I don't know if I'm just buying into the hype. Possibly. I think it's dope, dude. I mean, you're a huge basketball fan. I'm a huge basketball fan, but those don't look like, um, they're obviously techie. Does, do those look techie to you? Yes. They do? Yeah. Okay. They look too out of, like, they, they, they look too gimmicky. I, you know what I think? You remember when Russell Westbrook, like, I'll give you an example. You remember when Russell Westbrook brought I, out, like, the super soccer I remember looking, those. like, yeah. you know, and with the different, pack, like, yeah. it's just gimmicky to me. It, yeah. Not these, you know what I, you know what I, uh, I think I know, like, it just came to me. What it is that I like about these sneakers is the laces. They're like those old skate shoe laces. I forget, I don't know what kind of, what they call that. Um, They're like, they're not round laces, but they're kind of like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, laces that you would see on a skate shoe. Yeah. Um, the big fat durable ones, kind of like yeah. The, I guess they're durable and fat. I think that's what I like about them. They kind of look like skate shoes to me, and I don't know. I just love that that um, that sneaker. And I, I I don't think it's right to just be like, let me just erase that sneaker forever because it's Puma. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Puma's that, first time that, to shine. That, that, like, that's dude, just that's just being biased. You come mean? on, man. You gotta, come on, man. Hey, Puma has a catalog. They have oh, a catalog. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't 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 be fooled. <laughs> okay. But shout out to Michael, one of the OG triple OGs in the group. Appreciate you. I do agree with the uh, with the OG uh, Chicago colorway for the Union LA Air Jordan Two. Who knows? It might happen in the future, and then people will call you a savant. But shout out to Michael for writing in. Next up, we have Colin Michael Keith. Uh, he says, "Wow, it's been a while." <clears throat> Clear throat. Absolutely, one hundred percent. 
And by the way, he's saying it's been a while because we used to do these segments on our regular audio podcast, but it's our first time doing it on the video podcast. He says, absolutely 100% where the 650s still upset I didn't pre-order. Uh, remake the Union 2s into Lowe's. Probably the only uh, other shoe than shell toes I prefer in a low cut. And he says he would erase those Pumas. Don't know why people were saying they're nice. They look like a shoe that should have been released 10 years ago. Maybe they're great on the court, but style-wise, he put the yawn emoji. So, yeah, he says um, he says that he, he would remake the Union 2s into Lowe's because he prefers them in a low. You know, that actually be, that actually sounds pretty cool. It just kind of makes sense, you right? Know, can you imagine them as a low? I mean, I I, I love Jordan 2 lows. Me too. You yeah. know, I think they look nice. Yeah. I think they look nice. I think they look clean. Um, I, I wouldn't mind it one one bit, you know? Yeah. What I, mean? would it, I don't know if it would actually look good in the Union colorway, though. Right. You yeah. know? I think... Because I think it would be it would make them a little too busy. Yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Um, Maybe you're right. I kind of like them in, as a high for that colorway, but, like, they're, like... I don't know if you've ever seen the Air Jordan 2 infrared. Yeah. Dude, I love that sneaker. I want that sneaker so bad. I yeah. saw Eugene post that in the group the other day. Yeah, and I was like, "Damn, I need those." Yeah, they're bad. They're they're pretty they're pretty um, affordable on eBay for Jordan, like yeah. in the two hundred dollar range. You know, it's yeah. crazy because like back when Foot Action was still in business, like they were just sitting there. Like that's how bad people didn't like the Jordan too. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I would kill for a pair of those, like especially Deadstock. Yeah. I'm gonna have to probably get them used. I think I got but, like I think I you know what back when I was reselling sneakers. Like a true villain that I was, dude. I think I bought a pair for like thirty bucks, okay, and I flipped it for eighty dollars. Damn, I know, right? Damn, that same pair. I think so, dude. If you check, I hate them, you, you for that, you know. But dude, like you weren't even into sneakers back then. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's true. I, but I would love those in a low. Yeah. Shout out to Colin for writing in. Uh, we'll do one more, and then we'll we'll keep this going. Um, so Robert Brown, the homie Robert Brown, Big Rob, Big Rob, you know. You already know. Hey, what's shop. Rob? What's Rob gonna wear? Hey, he's gonna wear a Reebok, and he's yeah. oh, he's no. it's either gonna be a Reebok. No, no, no. Well, well, this is we're oh, doing high those, top. Yeah. Oh, the high top. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. a high top. <laughs> you ready? And he's a retro high top guy. Only retro high top. So, mm-hmm. of course, what were you gonna say about Rob before we get into it? Hey, Rob. Rob likes his high top sneakers, man. I love Rob, dude. Yeah. Shout out to Robert Brown. And shout the out group. to Rob. Hey, shout out to Robert. Hey, I saw that care package that you sent me. All right, I appreciate you, man. You, you're the best, dude. And. If you want to follow him, his name is East Coast Soul Supplier Incorporated on Instagram. And he's an awesome dude out there in the Bronx. He says he would wear the New Balance 650Rs. Of course. Of course he's wearing those because that's just has his name all over. I think he's bought like three pairs of the same color right now. He said he would remake the Jordan 2s, uh, use high quality premium leather, make it weatherproof and have ortholite so that you will be able to play basketball in them and have a heavy duty eva outsole to play outdoors and he said he would erase the mellow one too loud sugary uh too loud and sugary as fuck for my taste they look like jolly ranchers they kind of do look like jolly ranchers that's true shout out to rob shout out to everybody who wrote in um we got to keep things moving let's talk about the sneaker that made you a sneakerhead that's why you're here i'd like to give a few of you a chance to sound off on today's topic um before my brother and i hog the mic more than we've already been hogging the mic and Al Esclante says, in the 1980s, my mom got me a pair of Nike Air Bru- or Nike Bruins with the University Blue Swoosh hooked. So that's that's the sneaker that got him hooked. Uh, speaking of Robert Brown, Robert Brown says the sneaker wars between Reebok and Nike is what lit the fire for him. So it was that that that's what started the sneaker because you know that was 
It was crazy. Like everybody knew about the the, the wars between Bro, those two. That was that was me. That was you, right? That, that was that's how I ended. That's up. how you got into it. Yeah, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Because you know you, you had to be repping something. Oh, dude. Was yeah. there brand? Did you have brand loyalty back then? Huh? Yes. I don't know if you guys could hear that. I think a firework just went off. Yeah, well, it is Fourth of July. It's Fourth of July. You know what I mean? You got to blow something up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Name of freedom out here. Uh, we gotta. Uh, I hope our producers don't care. I hope he just wasn't popped right now. Um. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, we got uh Devonte Edwards. I almost said Devon. I always almost I always call him Devonte Adams. Like hey, my- hey, shout out to Fresno State. You know <laughs> a big, uh, my homie Devonte Edwards says the Jordan Thirteen. As a kid, that design blew my fucking mind. I spent at least an hour in my sister's closet looking at a beat up pair. Now I unbox all my sneakers in the closet. It's a ritual, I guess. That's pretty wild. That is wild. He goes in the sneaker. That's where he unboxes his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey Trey Dell says it was the Flint Thirteens. So same as you, Devante. And we got a bunch more write-ins that we'll go over during the main portion of the podcast. We're going to cue up some music. And when it stops, my brother Nacho and I are going to talk about the sneakers that made us and you guys a lo- lifelong sneakerhead. Let's get into the show. Boom. So I'm gonna go ahead and just try to guess, real quick, just because you're my brother, and I've, I think I've heard you tell the story many times, but I might be wrong. Okay. The sneaker that made you a sneakerhead was the Reebok Pump, because you saw our cousin Javier wearing them. Is that correct? It was actually our cousin Yadi, but yeah, cousin Yadi. Okay, go ahead, tell the story, bro. All right. So you know, this is early, 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 all in in like my childhood. Mm-hmm. I was maybe like five, six. I was like maybe like five, six. And uh, my cousin at the time was an only child, all right? And they were a little more well-off than um, than the rest of our family members because we had just barely immigrated from Mex, right? Mm-hmm. And he pulled up with the OG, the classics, the Reebok pumps. This is it in Fresno or Calexico? This is in Calexico. Okay. We had just moved into the apartment complex right there. My dad's working in the fields, doing, you uh-huh. know what I mean? Doing what he got to do right. to, to put food on the table or whatever. And uh, yeah, man, I seen him and I used to believe that all that tech that they throw on there uh-huh. really, really, really makes you perform better. Oh, who didn't? Yeah. Run faster and jump higher. I, st- I still believe that. And all that stuff. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And, 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 and you know, come on, dude, they look like space boots. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I had never seen anything like that. I had never seen anything like that. And then the retail on them, you know, you're, yeah. you're talking about, you know, over like what, 200 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Back and, then. And that's 1989, bro. Yeah. Like 19 or 1990, like around there. Like that this is I'm talking about this is some of my earliest memories. Right. And ever since then, dude, I was like I need a pair of those. Right. I need a pair of those. And it didn't happen until like my adult life or my teenage years in a sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you is, got them now. Oh yeah, I got them now. Where did you get the did you cop those at Ross? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Damn. For how much? Do you remember? Like forty bucks. Forty bucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got OG. the black tops. I got the black tops, and then I got the Omni Zone pumps. The Omni Zone. Yeah, the Omni Zone. I'm sorry, <laughs> my brother's dyslexic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> That's know why I got is. the laptop. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you. You know <laughs> the, what I mean? the Omni Zone. Yeah, the Omni Zone. Right? Elliot's the same way. Our other brother. Yeah. But we actually, we actually had the privilege of interviewing the uh, the person who designed the Reebok pump. Yeah. Shout out to Big Paul Litchfield. Paul Litchfield. That's right. We had him on the audio version of this podcast. Before we had the fancy video set up, and um, 
and it was great. He told us all about, you know, the how how the step was and yeah. everything like that. How how like innovative it was, like how hard it was to do. Yeah, and how they pulled it off. And um, the prototype for that shoe actually, I've seen a pro. He uh, he didn't tell us in the in when we interviewed him, but I've seen other interviews of him um, where he's talking about there was a prototype. One of the early prototypes was like every step you took. Mm-hmm. would pump the sneaker up yeah. a certain psi or i don't know what to like adjust mm-hmm. so the the pump was in the heel so you'd be walking and it should be going like which is pretty cool which is kind of crazy and um if you if you'd like to you know hear hear us talk to him you should definitely check that out we're on spotify just search sneaker enthusiast put paul litchfield inventor of the reebok pump and you'll see it but yeah that is a that's a good sneaker to go with and a lot of other people um, also, uh, I think uh, we'll we'll get into it. we'll get into some of your guys's um, sneakers that started it all for you. But before that, I'll talk about mine. Mine is a kind of different. So I I I was like a skate rat, right? Like I went to the you used to drop me off at the skate park, yeah, and I would stay there from like whatever, like eight nine a.m. Mm-hmm. to like eleven at night when they shut the lights off. And sometimes even I would stay when the lights were off. Like we'd be chilling in there, whatever we would be doing. Um, but so skate in, in skateboarding culture, um, shoes were kind of a big deal. Oh yeah. So there was this one sneaker that it was kind of like the dunk before the dunk for us, for skaters. And, um, it was called the SXL, which, you know, you know that sneaker, right? Yeah. It's got the big tongue. Oh yeah. They have like a slim version of it now. And you, and it was all suede and, and black and it had this rubber outsole on it. And um, I didn't even call them S back then. I called them ES. I, old ES excels. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I swear, I'm not even kidding you. I, I, I had like 100 pairs of those. Yeah, because pa- you would chew through them. Yeah, because we would just skate them so hard. Like, they'd be gone in like a week. And my dad would be super pissed. And um, uh, and even on like the left foot, I'm goofy. So I would like be pedaling with this foot. Um, it wasn't even the, the, the foot that I was like sliding against the grip tape but just from like pushing around the pavement so much i would get a hole on the bottom of the gum sole but i had that sneaker in the in the in black all black suede and the we had the brown ones they came out with real cool like tan i'll put some of them some graphics of them they had all kinds of different colors of them and it was like real coveted like oh you got the orange ones you got the green ones and um and they were affordable i think they were like 50 bucks back then or 80 bucks affordable for our parents for parents, yes, yeah. but no, dude, it was clean, dude. Like, it was, uh, it it was clean, dude. Like, we used to keep. Uh, so, I don't think I ever did this because when we were we weren't that well off, you know, we were like getting into the middle class before some shit went down. But um, we 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 didn't really have money to, for me to be doubling up. So, but but some of my friends did, like you know, like Brandon, yeah, little. Little goth boy Uzi, goth boy Uzi. Shout out to goth boy Uzi. You know what I'm saying? You know what it is. He he would have like he would have um an extra pair in his backpack, so he would skate him, and then he would after he was done skating, like he would sit on the bench, whatever, roll a joint, and he put on his fresh ones, because like that's how they that they were so fresh, they were dope, and you didn't want to wear your. Or we would go to like a party where there was gonna be chicks, and so it was just fresh. Did you have the fat laces, the fat tongue? So it was the SXL for me. That's that kind of started the whole like collecting mindset or the whole like oh, i gotta have those you know and then eventually it, it turned into the nike dunk because nike is just i don't know they're powerful they they broke into the skateboarding market when other brands couldn't and um 
but yeah, that was a sneaker that started it for me. But let's read some of your guys' uh, sneakers. So T Honan writes in, and I think T T might be Arlo Tone. I'm not sure. <laughs> he's, got, he's, he's incognito. Or he's, he's, he's got like know, all, all. He's got all kinds of different names on Instagram, and uh, but he says my story could start at many different points. I've been into trainers for around 25 years. However, I'm going to start with shoes that really. I'm going to start with the shoes that really kicked it off and got me collecting, rather than just a few pairs I would wear for different things. I give you the Adidas Forest Hill. He posted a picture of it, which I'll put up and I'll show you right now. He says, if you're from the UK and into football, then this is an iconic shoe. They look like the, oh, this is a, I guess this is a British thing. He says, they look like the Bullocks. However, they ain't, uh, however, they ain't very comfortable. Uh, the pair I had back then were the pair I worn on the pitch invasion when Orient got promoted. They also went to the World Cup in Germany that summer with me. So he wore these to the uh, to the World Cup, World Cup, and he calls them a casual icon. So all that all that football lingo, I don't, I don't, I just watch basketball and and the NFL, a little bit of baseball. I don't really know. You're not no. into bloke wear? No, no. T- terrorist shoes or yeah. But that's it right there. Can you see it? Yeah, I think they retro those a few. Times. How dope are these, dude? They're dope. I didn't even know about these. This is the one. I think I've seen them before. They got the yellow uh, mm-hmm. outsole, and these are fire with the gold yeah. um, stripes. I'd never seen them, but mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty dope sneaker to to have to kick off your. Uh, you know, it's it's crazy because like you know what I love about you know our our sneaker group and stuff like that is the fact that it's worldwide. It's it, worldwide. It, it's sneaker so, enthusiasts worldwide. Yeah, so you know everybody has like a lot of uh, most American sneakerheads, and uh, this is my opinion, of course. They got into. Um, they were they got into sneakers because Jordan. of basketball. Yeah, you know basketball retros and things like that. You know what I mean? And then and then like, you know Europeans they they got into it like you know the the runners and things mm-hmm. like that with the whole casual movement and stuff the like trainers. That. Yeah, the trainers and that's what they call them. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. it's totally completely something that we're not used to on this right. side. You know, mean to the pond, but we do appreciate it. Of course, I actively seek out. Oh yeah, UK, me too. Like style. I, I I like that just because. It looks so different, and plus right. it looks dope. Yeah, it does look dope. Shout out to T. Um, next up, we got Max Wilder. Um, he says, actually, I would have to say the first Jordans I got, but actually it was the visible air unit from Nike. I found it so fascinating that you could almost walk on air. Of course, the other sports shoe manufacturers were also very cool with their ideas, like Reebok with the pump and Hexalite, or Converse with its React gel, but nothing was as cool as visible air. Many say Nike wouldn't be here today without Jordan, but imagine if Nike hadn't made the air system visible or even invented it. I don't think Nike would be where it is today without the visible air unit, uh, even with Jordan. So for him, it was when Nike, when when they, when Tinker they Hatfield, the yeah, in the in thing, right in '87, yeah. like, which, you know, I think even for me, like, even though I wasn't alive back then, but I remember, like. Hearing, like, I think it might have been you. You might have had like a pair of sneakers, or maybe even our parents, and they had like I just remember poking at the bubble. It was just the coolest thing. Yeah, those were mine. Those were yours. Yeah. Do you remember what, what shoe it was? Yeah, that was the Nike Air Max Up Tempo. Nike Air Max, your first pair of sneakers that you really. Yeah. Somebody, somebody talks about those here in the um. Yeah, it was my first pair of like expensive right sneakers that my parents got. You know. Yeah. What was that like for you as a kid? Like when you first saw the uh the air it well, well wouldn't it? 
Okay, so when I, when you first see the air, dude, it's crazy. You put it up to the light and you look through it uh-huh. and you put your hand through it. It's amazing, you know what I mean? And then the bigger the air bubbles got, the cooler mm-hmm. it was. Right. The cooler it was. But, you know, they were really expensive. I mean, they were name brand shoes. Right. And, and you know what I mean? Like, you really couldn't... like Zapatos de marca. Yeah, and it's like, oh, why are they so expensive? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then... With that air bubble and you being a kid, and back then we used to play outside, you would yeah. ruin those fast. Right. You know what I mean? You would ruin those fast if you didn't take care of them. And let me tell you, we weren't taking care of our sneakers back then. Right. You know, we yeah, were we wearing weren't. them into the ground. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so my parents couldn't couldn't afford, you know, those, you know what I mean, until later, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But I the air bubble, the air bubble, it, honestly, it did. It. I don't think nike would be where nike is without that air bubble right you know and i think a lot of people will tell you like it's just a gimmick yeah like even like it's not even that comfortable like yeah. it wears out real quick yeah but it was just the greatest you know besides the whatever jordan getting his sneakers banned mm-hmm. it was just like the greatest marketing yeah dude. Um, revelation of all time like phil knight is a is a gangster for that like yeah, yeah dude. And, like think about it like even like your rivals take your half my bad yeah yeah yeah, yeah take he, he's the one who pushed for it yeah, yeah but even like your rivals are doing like uh like you know what i mean like the the, the you know what I mean? pump up and air out like you know what i mean that's how big of a deal it was mm-hmm. you know what i mean and some people in like who don't are are into shoes called nike nike airs right you know what i mean they're like oh are those nike airs like, yeah nikes but yeah you know <laughs> i got my nike airs on yeah 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 it is, yeah. It was. It it changed the game, and I could see what how that would lure you into sneakers. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, shout out to Max Wilder for writing in. Next up, we got Glenn Goodberry. He says, "I'd obsess over my shoes since starting school in the late '80s, from a pair of Velcro Ninja Turtle shoes to LA Lights being a must-have. But the Nike Air more up tempo in the black and white colorway was the one shoe that started it for me back in 1996. Obsessed about it, but never got it." Ended up starting school with the Nike Air Tenacity Low and then getting the Reebok Kamikaze 2. And that's the shoe that put me on the map. 20 years and countless shoes later, including an Air Force One obsession, I obtained the very first pair of black and white more up tempos, which I've since retired and displayed in my man cave and nerd room. Have you seen Glenn's in the group? Have you seen his? Yeah, it's crazy. It's so dope. He's got like. A checkered floor. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how his wife stands with me. <laughs> uh, he must pull in a lot of money or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he says, so did you have you? Well, by the way, if you have not seen this guy's, you should you, you join the group and and uh, just search Glenn Goodberry in the Facebook group. It's so dope. You gotta do. You gotta start a channel or something, Glenn. Um, but he said the Nike Air Tenacity Low was a sneaker that he had to settle with, um, and then he got the Reebok Kamikaze later. But have you ever seen this sneaker? What the tenacity low? Yeah, yeah. I never. So I've never seen them. I had to look these up, and I got the picture right here for you. Yeah, now, a lot of kids had those back in the days. Oh yeah, yeah. That was I. I had those in like seventh. Well, I didn't have them, but I would see them like you know in seventh grade. Right. That is kind of like a classic like nineties yeah. look right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glenn's got a crazy um collection of sneakers. And, the more uh, era of tempos though. Yeah, those are the ones. Well, when I seen them, I remember seeing them, and I was just like, "Whoa, this is insane!" You know what I mean? The big air on the side. You know what I mean? Yeah, it looks wild, and then the full air bubble, and then they put even a bubble on the bottom of the sole, and it was Scotty Pippen. Yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was, yeah. it was really cool. And then the 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 three M on it. Oh, dude, when you wore those, and like, oh, it was crazy. Do you 
Do you have a pair of the those? Uh, I had a, I had a pair of the Olympics, but I ended up selling it. Dude, you need a pair. Yeah. I need a pair. Um, just the OG black and white. You know the thing is, like it. I'm. I it's. I don't wear like heavy, heavy shoes anymore like that. I wear more older, like slimmer down shoes. Right. They just are- because like the basketball retros just, it's, it's hot out here, man. I need to wear low tops. Right. And yeah. I like to wear, uh, you know, runners because one, I'm already a heavy set dude. Dude, I can't be out there just. I do know, find myself dragging my foot. Um, like I have a bunch of cool sneakers that I could wear, but I find myself always going to sneaker that's the easiest to put on. Yeah. You know, as, as, I mean, it's got to be kind of cool. Like it can't be like some, whatever some whack but like sometimes i'll be like oh, it's gonna take me like an extra 30 seconds to like lay, unlace these put them on when i could just like slide on my 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 new balance you know what i mean it's so easy to slide on and they just stay on your foot so i could see why you wouldn't um but you just gotta have it just out of principle like right right, right, right. One of your, yeah i mean it's a yeah. it's a history piece at this point yeah. yeah shout out to glenn for writing in we got uh up next we got uh i think it's Ares romero he says, over the 2020 lockdown, I did a lot of watching on YouTube. Ended up watching Rose Anvil, who com- who recommended you guys, and that's where I fell in love with sneakers. Watching the history of the Adidas NMD, um, that was my first sneaker, and now Jordans and Yeezys. Uh, that was my first sneaker, and now Jordans and Yeezys later. I'm a full-blown sneakerhead. So, I mean, we could, we could talk about sneaker YouTube forever, for hours. Right, right, right. So, we'll kind of keep it brief, but like, it's crazy like now that what well, I guess it isn't crazy it makes sense but a lot of people are getting introduced to sneakers through YouTube YouTube and not only our videos mm-hmm. but you know there's other sneaker YouTubers out there but oh. I just think that's wild like it is it's it's crazy and you know I could tell this guy's young or new into sneakers clearly if the mm-hmm. NMD was his first right. and see that's the difference there's a difference between like I guess I would be considered an old head and you would be considered an old, a new guy, uh, like you, you call know, him, what do you call me? A new Jack? Yeah, you fucking new Jack. <laughs> yeah, new you know what I mean? Same thing. Like, and so was this kid. But like, you know what I mean? It's all about the appreciation and the love of the silhouette, right? You know what I mean? And uh, you know, obviously, it's really awesome that you know we had some kind of influence into the sneakers that this guy likes. You know what yeah. I mean? It, think about it. Like that's yeah. wild. But it's almost like we didn't have the influence. Like we just told the story. Yeah, but, but I mean, we we bothered to do it. Yes. And so nobody else is bothering to tell yeah. a story. Everybody's just like, these are worth five hundred dollars. Oh my god, I want them. Yeah. Well, yeah. we are telling the story. So yeah. sign up for the Patreon. Yeah. Sign up, dude. Come on. Come on. We bothered to do that for you. You know what I mean? Two dollar hollas. But mm-hmm. it is a two dollar holla That's to join right. the sneaker enthusiast Facebook group. www.patreon.com/slash not Charles Fine. Abner Garcia says it was the Reebok Pump Michael Chang. Still the shoe I never had, but always wanted the colorways. So damn nineties. And the tennis ball pump was the cherry on top. Ended up getting pumps at a Foot Locker outlet in the sixth grade, but damn, my love for shoes started there. That's tight. The Michael Changs are classic, and those are dope, especially with that neon. So they got neon on them, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, the Michael Chang pumps, you know, at the time, you know, Nike had Andre Agassi, and the neon was all the rage in the mm-hmm. early 90s and all that other stuff, you know what I mean? And so Michael Chang was, was you know, this is, again, back to the sneaker wars. Right. You know what I mean? That, that everybody's going to, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you have Andre Agassi? Well, we got Michael Chang. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and and someone had to have a big tennis star, and they were loud, and they were flashy, and they have some really, really dope colorways. They do. Some of the OG colorways, too. Yeah. The yeah. the Yeah, Reebok. The, the Michael Chang, the ads. Uh-huh. I remember when I was doing the video for the Reebok Pump yeah. history, 
the ads for Michael Chang were sweet. Yeah. Like yeah, I could I could see why you were lured into that. Yeah. And it is super nineties. And it is, you know, it is a sneaker that if I if I had seen, you know, I think I would have yeah. I would have fell in love with it. If I was just a little bit older. Yeah. Um back then. Um shout out to Abner for writing in. All right, so we got a big one. We got Aaron Preacher. He says, I need two answers. Uh, I need to answer this in two parts. Part one, I've always had a love for sneakers through my love of basketball. During the 90s when I was in elementary school, um, I can't quite put my exact finger on a specific model, but I did feel like the particular sneakers that certain NBA superstars had was part of what made them great. And even further, the power was transferable to those that purchased those sneakers. Um, And part two, he says, but sometime around the spring of 1997, maybe the fall of 1996, I absolutely fell in love with the Air Force One mid with the jewel. That was unquestionably the love that made me want, uh, my bad, that was unquestionably the shoe that made me want to have multiple pairs of the same sneaker in different colorways that I could match with my outfits on different days of the week. And that was particularly, and that was particularly during middle school and all of high school and college. The driving force of my sneaker purchasing collecting and while i can't tell you what specific air force one mid colorway uh which was the one i have extremely fun uh and specific memories about this pair which i had to own and uh, once it appeared in the mo money mo problems video uh couldn't nobody tell me nothing um can you get can you guess which one it is no i can't guess uh, but I have it right the, the, the mo money mo problems that that, that was a great video you <laughs> these are dope let me see yeah, those are dope. So you guys are probably seeing this on the screen right now. Um, they are some. You know what? I'm so I am such a new jack that you know Colin, the group mm-hmm. who wrote in earlier. He he has this thing for jeweled Air Force One mids. Yeah, and he's obsessed with it. And I thought it was like a new thing. Really? I was like, yo, what is Nike doing? Like, just use the old, the regular swoosh. You know, I didn't know it was like you know like a OG thing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. East Coast. You know now. I mean, he, he put me up on game, but, you know, that makes me want them now. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Like, once you, that, that, that is the power that, like, of, like, learning more about the culture and the history behind things. Like, now I'm like, yo, that makes, that's pretty dope. It is, I think it is kind of more of an East Coast thing. Yeah. But, like, those sneakers right there, I want those sneakers now. Yeah. After just hearing this dude's story. Out here, we had the, uh, the, the, the Cortez jewels. Cortez jewels. See, I, those are, I like those, actually. Yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah, I but, like the Air Max One, the well, Air Max One jewels. Is that hey, we had a TikTok go viral recently about the Cortez? Oh man, <laughs> they're going, they're getting at me right now. <laughs> they're net banging in the comments, oh, bro. A man can't even wear a Fresno State hat without and a Nike Cortez without thinking you're out here. I'm surprised that nobody's talking about the low socks. I'm really shocked. Nah. I'm I'm waiting for who's going wild to see it. Nah. We'll see if they repost it. Um, but that'd be dope if they did. Maybe we should send it to them. Yeah. But um, anyways, yeah. The, I was gonna ask you, what the jeweled Cortezes are? Those more gangster? Nah, nah, nah. You can't get no. You can't get no. Like I don't know. Like the Cortez, there's levels to it. You know that, right? All right. So the Cortez, you have like the nylon ones, the nylons, and usually, and those are like the budget ones. And then if you had a little bit of money, if you had a little bit of money, you got the leather ones. Okay. You know I mean, but I've always liked the leather ones versus the nylon ones, just for the simple fact that they don't make any noise and they don't have the wrinkles on the side and things like that. Right. Yeah, and they just look more primo. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. The, yeah, the but yeah, leather, but like yeah. the the thugged out ones, man, those were the canvas, like, you know, the nylon ones. They're, yeah. they're very navy blue. They're real cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're kind of cheap. They're either navy Affordable, blue, yeah. you know, black, you know what I mean? I black. had, I had, I had those and it wasn't even, I wasn't even trying to be thugged out, but I had 
the nylon. Um, yeah. I think I got him at Ross. You did. Before all the sneakerhead, but I remember like trying to hop like fences and stuff and mm-hmm. you just feel everything. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't comfortable. I'd rather have leather ones for sure. Yeah. Uh, but shout out to, uh, to Aaron, Aaron Preacher for that, uh, for writing that, for talking. That was dope, dude. The jeweled swoosh. Um, next we got Tony Clifton, uh, a big tone, big tone. He's a, he's sort of a star in the group. And, um, man, this is a long one. All right. Uh, we got his and then we got two more and then we'll be out of here. So Tony Clifton writes in, he says, let me preface my comment by saying that, yes, I love Jordan 13s and I beat their drum to death. So this guy, I don't know if you know, if you've seen him, but all he wears is Jordan 13s. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's just to be a dork, but mostly because those are my first J's I was able to get in 1998. The black varsity red or simply known as the breads. But believe it or not, I'm going to go a different direction here. For me, the love of shoes I honestly believe I was I honestly believe I was born with. Um, growing up and in and around the city of Pittsburgh in the early late 80s, my family uh, we were really poor. We did not even have uh, we, we didn't we did not even shop for clothes until my mother met my stepfather in 1988. Uh, I know some of you all feel this. Uh, we was always receiving help from different churches and places like Salvation Army and stuff like that. Uh, we didn't even go to Goodwill. I wish I could make this shit up, um, but we just we, we were just not able to afford anything, food, toys, nothing. So I never thought much about shoes and or none for, for the for that first part of my life because he was too broke. Right. Um it wasn't until my mom met my aforementioned stepfather that I really got into store into um into stores and shit, like going into stores, I guess, because he was that broke. So I guess around eighty nine ninety I started to care about my footwear and gear in general. Um, but I was still in LA gears and McGregor's from Hills department stores. Um, and my friends around the neighborhood I lived in and I would share clothes in the early nineties. I know some of y'all can relate. I, I feel like maybe that you might, you oh, can yeah. relate to it. Um, he says it wasn't really till the mid nineties when I started to get locked up, locked up. So I guess when he was in yeah, jail yeah. or he was, I think he might be talking about basketball. I'm not sure. Um, around 92, 96, that I really started to understand that I would need at least a mid-level shoe like the Air Max at the time to stay afloat. Not that I was ever worried about a thing, but yeah, uh, I remember in my neighborhoods none of the little uh, none of the little kids had had basically anything, and I was one of the poorest, so I don't recall caring what shoes were relevant in the mid '80s. I was trying to borrow some sugar and bread um, so I could make some sugar bread. He says, "You think I'm playing?" Um, but once I got into a situation where shoes had some sort of relevance, uh, juvenile placements, whether superficial or not, I then had to put the pressure on my step pops and mom to keep me in something decent, which to the credit they did. It wasn't until I got out of trouble and out on my own by 17, working, hustling, living, that I was able to get them 13s. It's been on ever since. Believe that. Sorry for the fucking book, but I had no short answer for this. Sounds like you live a pretty wild life, Tom. <laughs> My homie Tony, whose real name is Jake. We'll put him on blast. Jake. Oh, Tom. But um, yeah, I mean you sharing sharing clothes with, with your friends in the nineties kind of hits home. I did that even. I think everyone did that. Everyone did that, right? Everyone did that. And it's kind of gross now that I think about it. It is, right? Because more well, like I don't know, like back then, like dark denim was like new, like real dark denim. Mm-hmm. And I remember sharing that shit with my buddy, and we didn't wash them because we didn't want them to fade. And then I would wear them like right after this dude, like, you know, I'd be like, hey, let me borrow those for a week. Right. And think about that. That's gross. Yeah. 
For me, it was like the Lacoste polos. Yeah. Oh, we were skating them all day. Like, yeah. or, or even white tees and stuff. Yeah. Or we would trade shoes. Trade shoes. And then like, yeah. and, 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 and it would be gross because like back then we didn't even walk. Like, mm. I mean, I'm, I buy you shoes, but I sanitize like with Lysol. Right, right. Like with the liquid Lysol and I throw mine in the wash. You're like, you know. No, back then, no. Hell and, no. But back then, dude, you just threw them on. Sweaty ass kid in school. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. would do that all the time. Yeah. Actually, that's how I, I, believe this or not, you guys might flip out in the comments, but I actually skated in a pair of Tiffany Dunks. I skated my homie had them, and uh, <laughs> they were dope. Like yo, you know, we I didn't know the significance of them or whatever, but they were like, but they were fly. Yeah. And um, and I was like, yo, let me skate those. Like, and I we switched shoes for like the day, and I thought I was real tight. Yeah. I skated the shit out of them. I skated the shit out of all kinds of uh, the, uh, the I think they call them the Jedi's. Yeah. Those dunks too. We used to share, uh, but it wasn't because. You know, I was as poor as Tony here, but yeah, that's that's funny. Yeah, uh, the, the 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 sharing thing. Thanks for bringing that up, and thank you to Tony for writing in. Shout out to the Air Jordan Thirteen, um, one of the ugliest Jordans I think. They're from, ugly from but one to fourteen. They're ugly, but I remember when I seen them, and I remember that little hologram in the back being super cool. That's so nineties, yeah. That, and the three yeah. M and the three M. I was like, dude, that little hologram back there, that shit was crazy. They do that that. The hologram is the best. And I remember I remember a, a, a sixth grade kid being followed home, man, because they were trying to get that kid. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, dude. It, that's how it was back Might then. Might have been man. Tony. Yeah. Nah, Tony was in <laughs> Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? He was in Pittsburgh, yeah. Yeah. Man. Of course. But who knows? He might have been over here, dog. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know that. Got, out of the 1 through 14, go ahead and crucify me. I think the Jordan 13 is the ugliest one. Yeah? I think so. Yeah, I'll probably agree with you. I think so. It looks like a couch. It looks like kind, a couch. Kind of. But it is dope. You know, I would wear them, but they are the least attractive looking ones. Yeah. So somebody who wears all 13s, like Tony, is obviously unique. Yeah. So we got Arvin Diciococo. <laughs> That's not how you say your name. It's Arvin Diciococo. Arvin Diciococo. What is he, Italian? I think he might be Pinoy. Filipino homies. Shout out to the Filipino homies right here. Okay, Kalang. I don't know. <laughs> that means are you okay? Oh, okay. I know how to speak a little Tagalog. Huh? I, oh, shit. That's yeah. tight. Let me see if I can think of something cool to say. No, no, no. Don't do Pakwan. Pakwan sobrang sarap. That means watermelon is delicious. How the fuck do you know this stuff? From my, from my coworkers, well, I work with a lot of Filipinos. That's tight. Anyways, um, the Kyrie 5 Mamba mentality started the real collection for me in 2020. Always wanted to collect sneakers, but my family only had the budget for Vans and Chucks, so I never owned a pair more than $60, until I started making my own money. When Kobe passed away, I really wanted a shoe to remember him by, but couldn't snag one close to my budget, so I settled for this, since it's still got Kobe's signature on it. I kept looking for more online and discovered the whole world of sneaker collecting and reselling. I figured that if I could buy and flip some, I could finally get some real Kobe's. Spent so many hours watching sneaker YouTube videos about sneaker reselling, then one day I landed on Wear Testers and Nacho Average Finds. Both channels honestly poured out so much information about sneakers that I just got hooked. I'm a sucker for storytelling. I'm a sucker for storytelling. So I started falling in love with the sneakers that I and uh, so I started falling in love with sneakers I got and haven't let go since. Still learning more about this game from y'all, and it's been a pleasure hearing all the stories. So for him, it was the Kyrie five mama mentality which i like i don't really know that much about Kyrie sneakers i don't either and neither do you and like you know it's it, i could tell you're brand new in the sneakers 
if, you, if the Kyries are the ones that got you in the and game. There, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think it's dope that, like, you know, it was like the past, because when Kobe died, that's yeah. something I can talk about. Like, that, I remember exactly where I was because I, I live in LA. Yeah. So, like, that was a weird moment. Yeah, it was crazy. Really weird, bro. It was crazy everywhere. You know what? And 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 the and I think it's even crazier because it was such a tragic way to go, man. You know what I mean? It was like brutal, smashing bro. on the side of it. Like, brutal. come on, bro, with your kids. Rest in peace, man. You know what I mean, R.I.P. Yeah. to everyone that that lost their lives on that. Thing. Yeah, that that was horrendous. But I remember, I'll tell a story. I remember that same day, I had to take the bus, and uh, in in Hollywood, in L.A. And this is 2020, so this is during the pandemic. So I have my hand sanitizer or my mask. Or whatever, and um, oh, actually, this is pre-pandemic. But I'm I'm a real like um, a germaphobe. I'm not a germaphobe. I just he's extremely cautious. I'm extremely cautious. That's just my personality. I don't know why. He's the kind of kid that doesn't. But I'm not a perfectionist. Cracks. I'm not. I'm not like always hell anxious or anything like that. But I was like paying attention to what was going on with the COVID in in China or whatever. And I was like, it's gonna it's gonna happen here. This is like right before the pandemic. So this must have been in January or something. And I remember being on the on the bus, just not trying to touch anything. And like I had my hand sanitizers, pre mask. And I I remember there was a kid on there, and he was going to like the Staples Center. He was on the bus going there, and he had his kid. And there was a hell of people with like Kobe's jerseys on. Mm-hmm. This is in L.A., you know, like in the heart of L.A. And he was singing. I think Little Wayne has a song called Kobe or something mm-hmm. like that, or maybe Dame Dame Lillard. I, a rapper, or whatever, and he was singing it at the top of his lungs, like crying. Like it, I didn't even know how to react, bro. That's crazy. But like the passing of of Kobe Bryant, such a huge figure in culture, like I could see why that might have been like, you know what, I want to, you know, own a pair of his sneakers, and you probably couldn't get them because there was a lot of assholes. Yeah, know, I know. I it's crazy the, because that like, was crazy. Right? Like you know, like, this is back when I was like reselling sneakers, mm-hmm. you know, and this was towards the end of when I was reselling things. I remember I picked up a few Kobe hats at a, at a Burlington's uh-huh. and dude, I was selling them for like 20 bucks, for like 20 bucks. And then within that, like two days, they shot up all the way up to like 300. Yeah. And I just pulled it, bro. I just, I couldn't do it. Like yeah. I just felt like such a jerk if I did it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, so I just, I yeah. deleted the listing and I still have that hat. Yeah. I just still have just that keep hat. It forever. Yeah. Just because it just felt wrong, you know? Yeah. I could, but you know, and that's probably why he got the Kyrie's. Um, but like I said, we can't really, I don't really know much about the Kyrie sneaker line. We got it. I just know that they got, they got SpongeBob's. Yeah. That's it. That's all I know. That's it. Um, but shout out to, uh, shout out to my guy Arvin for writing and appreciate you, dude. Hopefully you stay in the game for a while, man. He will, bro. Oh. We got, he's in the group. Oh, okay. He's in the yeah, group. You. If you're in the group, you're in good hands, bro. If you're in the group and you're active, you're never getting out of this. You're a lifer. That's it. That's so, it, bro. Until Facebook says, you know what? No more groups. We're holding it down. The metaverse. The metaverse. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be part of the metaverse. Sorry, the metaverse. It's all good. Um, so all right, so our last and final uh write in, uh, we got our man uh D Lee. Shout out to D Lee. D Lee, I kinda hesitated on his last name because I keep pronouncing it right and he like he'll even message me. Yeah. But it's D Lee, like Bruce Lee. Yeah. Uh over there in Australia. He says he's got a good one. So this is our final um sneaker that made you a sneakerhead story. He says the year was 1992. You couldn't go anywhere without hearing End of the Road by Boys to Men, To Be With You by Mr. Big, or Achy Breaky Heart because white people felt like they needed to conquer square dancing. Shrug. It was a U.S. election year, and the world met a charismatic young man 
who would be the president named Bill Clinton. I turned nine years old that year, and I was just starting to notice girls. I was 110% sure that Janet Jackson would be my boo thing. If only I could figure out how to let her know that I was alive. A sentiment that I still hold to this day. This was the year that my love of sneakers began too. My dad remarried and I got an older stepbrother named Mark. He was a ho-ass bitch, but his girlfriend was so fine. She was caramel-complected, so sexy, wore plaid flannel shirts, ripped jeans, and she had a pair of Puma Clydes that I couldn't keep my eyes off of. She bought Mark some Converse Aerojet RS2s that he didn't deserve, and I coveted them badly. Uh, she bought me a pair of Air, of uh, LA lights that I did deserve, and them things was sweet. They were black and lit up red at the back down the sides, and when I got back to school, I knew I was the freaking man. These things lit up. This was technology on a different scale, and I owned them. Because of these sneakers, suddenly I was cool as fuck in the second grade. I started dating my own caramel-complected girl, and uh, these shoes left me with a lot of memories, and they were the start of many things. My love of caramel-complected women remains to this day, as does my love of sneakers. And in my mind, I'm still the fucking man. I like that. I mean, sounds like he, he's he's more into brown sugar than he is sneakers. <laughs> my guy D out there in Australia. I don't know how. I don't know what your options are like out there, bro. You got to come over here. Oh, dude, he'd go crazy out here. You go crazy out here, bro. But if you ever make it down here, man, we'll introduce you to some ladies out here. Yeah. I got a lot you know of cousins. Car- Carmel complexion. Yeah. You know I mean? We got you. We're Mexican. I'm, we look white, but I got some. We're, 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 we're pretty well blended in there. Yeah. I got a big family. Yeah. We'll introduce you, bro. Um, But yeah, dude. So it was for him. It was the uh, the LA lights. Oh, yeah. You know what? The LA lights was crazy because I had a pair of LA, light, LA lights too. Not the sneakers, but I had a pair of the like the, the chanclas the chanclas but like the, the you know it was it was the sandals but the ones with the strap in the back right you know i think mean? i remember those i remember you wearing those bro and the, on the back of the strap it said la gear back there or la lights and they would light up and uh i i have a vivid memory memory of when the lights would go off and we would play hide and go seek mm-hmm. they would find me easily because of those damn shoes oh yeah hide and seek and la lights was yeah. the bad that's like so nostalgic to me yeah yeah yeah, I, I had, I I had, I'm pretty sure I had the fake ones at, at Payless and my mom got us. Yeah. And Elliot had them too, our other brother. And um, I remember those being, like, you felt so cool with those. Oh, dude, it was awesome. Especially when you're really, really young. That's how you got the Hainas back then. Oh, bro. You know what I mean? Check like, it out. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? There was two, back then there was two ways you can get a girl yeah. in the second grade or first grade. You, do, I don't know, if, did your school have lineup? And then they go lineup and you have to line up. Right after Probably. recess, like the bell would ring and then you had to line yeah, up yeah, yeah, or you get in trouble. Yeah. So either you were the fastest dude and the girls liked you because you got the line up quick or you had the LA lights. Yeah. And at, at, at recess, they'd be like, oh, my God. You know, and you, and you would yeah. be killing them. You'd be killing them. But that's yeah. that's how you got the girls back then. Nice. You know what I mean, anything, anything for the highness. That's it. Uh, Shout out to the highness. To the, <laughs> but anyways, the LA lights were a big deal. And I could see why D... Um, why they made you feel that way. And I appreciate you uh, sharing that with us. I appreciate everybody who wrote in and uh, played Wear One, Remake One, or Wear One, Remake One, Erase One, um, Soul Swap. And uh, I, this was super fun. Yeah, um, I really, it was. It was really fun, right? And so this is going to be more of like a discussion podcast. It's going to be more community-based. Um, we're not going to have any big guests for now. 
Um, if we do, it'll probably be like a electronically. We'll have to figure that out. I don't know. Maybe we'll put a screen here. I don't know. Oh, that'd be dope. Huh? Be kind of crazy, right? Like a robot. Style. Like, like be like like power. Steven just, Smith, right like, there like on the screen. Sword on. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, that'd be crazy. We'll have to ask our uh, podcast producer yeah, about yeah. that. But um, shout out to everybody who watched. Uh, this is a brand new YouTube channel for us. Um, this is a big project. We're excited to do it. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, and uh, we'll see you guys in a week or two. And uh, I'll see you soon, fool. All right, man. we're gonna go. We're gonna go hit the uh, the barbecue. Yep, today's Fourth of July, right? Hopefully, you guys are eating ribs, hot dogs, hamburgers, and uh, if you're Mexican, you're probably gonna eat carne asada. <laughs> we're, we're eating pozole. Or yeah, we're eating pozole in the summer. Hot soup. Yeah. So it's like about a hundred degrees out here. And we're about to have some yeah. soup in the backyard. Well, what are we gonna do? Hmm? Well, it's gonna be bomb. Hell yeah! And uh, I gotta drive all the way to LA and start editing this. So yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys so much, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace.